morning, everyone, and welcome back to another Mornings with the Masters, where we devote ourselves to the Lord daily with you. Good morning, you guys. Good morning, indeed. We're picking up with day two of our Teach Us to Pray devotional, the Bible app. There's a link to that in the description if you guys want to follow along with us. And as always, I'm going to read the scripture, then Tori's going to pick with a Devo. Let's do it. The scripture is Luke chapter 11, verses 2 through 4, and they say this. So he said to them, when you pray, say this, our Father in heaven, Hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us day by day our daily bread and forgive us our sins. For we also forgive everyone who is indebted to us. And we and do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. The devotional says this. Some could be thinking, hey, that's good. It's a short prayer, so I can do that easily. Not so fast. Do we really think that Jesus taught us to pray with something that could be rattled through in a few seconds? The problem is that this prayer is well known to most of us and is said or sung in many places with no further thought. It's often used as a kind of mantra, so it becomes fairly meaningless. Here's what Jesus was doing. The rabbis in Jesus' day taught people index praying. You know what index praying is? It appears usually at the beginning of a book, giving chapter numbers and titles. Imagine using a large book for any study or work you're doing and finding there's no index. Well, how would you find your way around? On the other hand, what if there was just an index and no substance to the book? The point of the index is to act as a pointer to the substance. That's exactly what index praying was all about. The rabbis would provide the points for prayer, like an index, and the people would fill in the substance, their own prayers. This is the method Jesus was teaching in this prayer. Can you now see that the Lord's prayer is like that? And what an index of titles. Worshiping the Father, God's kingdom, God's will and guidance, our daily needs, forgiveness and relationships, spiritual warfare, I challenge you to find one subject, broadly speaking, that's not covered in this prayer. No wonder Jesus taught it. Hopefully you can begin to see why it's such a great prayer to pray and how it can help you in your prayer life. So why is prayer in this way so helpful? Because we're obviously praying according to God's will. And that's something with which I often struggled as I read the verse that says, This is the confidence we have in approaching God. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we asked of him. How could I be sure that I was praying what was according to his will? Surely I must have been praying according to his will if I was praying the prayer he gave. I think the thing I'm feeling from this is like, so just to give you all a little insight into how I work. Whenever I read something or hear something or watch something, whatever that may be, I apply it through like a, like a conversation with myself and like, does this make sense to me? What has been my experience with this? And I won't lie that when you get to some of those verses, like mentioned in first John chapter five, and if we know he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what he asked him for. And I'm like, well, no, (laughs) I'm like, "That, that has not been my experience. But then I start talking to myself a little further. I'm like, well, wait a second. Chad, what were you asking for in those times? Mm -hmm. Because whenever we pray in Jesus' name, we're signing off saying Jesus would want this for me. Mm -hmm. I'm praying with his authority to the Father. 
well, what if I'm asking for something that isn't fit for me or isn't right for me or isn't good for me? A good father gives good gifts. He would not give something that's not right for me. And so then I start applying it to that litmus test and I'm thinking, oh, a lot of the stuff that I've been down about, about not getting were physical things. Like you want something more like for consumption. And honestly, a lot of the time that's not good for us. But when I think about things of God, that when I think about the fruit of the spirit and how he withholds no good thing, well, let's think about that. What good things is God talking about it? Is it a new car or is it the ability to have peace whenever you're driving a car that maybe isn't as new and maybe it's breaking down a little bit. What does that look like? And so I just know that God will withhold no good thing. And so I think it could be really important for us to ask if this is only, of course, if you're struggling with this, but ask, am I struggling with putting physical, tangible, worldly things on a pedestal above things that are spiritual, things like that? And if I'm doing that, how can I make sure I esteem things of the Lord so much higher and so much greater? Um, that way I don't feel like God is not answering my prayer because I can feel him answering my prayer. Right. Even to the point with what everything Tor and I went through for the last month, I felt God in the Holy Spirit tangibly working inside of our life. Right. Because there were moments where I would typically get really frustrated and down or whatever, and the Holy Spirit was totally just working, and yeah. and those prayers were answered. I was able to 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 act the way God wanted me to act in tense situations, yeah. and He in that way my prayer was answered. No, totally. And I remember praying this like exactly when we were waiting for Micah because. I'm sure I've shared this multiple times on the podcast, but I got to the place where I was so frustrated that I'm like, God, I don't know if I'm supposed to be praying for patience in the waiting or to stand in faith and believe that this is our time to conceive a child. And I'm like, if I just knew your will, I would pray according to it, but I don't know your will. Will you tell me, Lord? And I just got flustered, right? And I was led to the verse in Romans 8, 26 and 27 that says, In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. For when we don't know what we ought to pray, the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind. Sorry, (laughs) get emotional reading it. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the spirit because the spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. And it brought me so much peace because I was like, man, God, I don't know what to pray. But when I don't know what to pray, that's the beautiful thing about the Holy Spirit is he knows the groans of your heart. He knows the deepest desires because he's the one that placed them in you. He knows. So what he's asking for is for you to meet him there. Sometimes prayer doesn't look like words, right? Sometimes prayer looks like wordless groans, just saying, God, I'm here. I'm in your presence. I'm going to be silent. I'm going to cry. I'm going to lay on my face. I'm going to lift my hands. I'm going to worship you. I'm going to put on some instrumental worship or some other worship. I'm going to enter into your space because that's all I know I can do right now because I don't know your will. But thank you. Thank you for your Holy Spirit that works inside of me, 
that aligns my will with your will. Because I can't do that on my own. I can't conjure up God's will in my head. (laughs) I can't change my own perspective. Only God can do that. And it only happens in his presence. And so I don't want you to not go into his presence because you're like, well, I don't know his will, so I don't know how to pray. Of course you don't know his will. You're not God. (laughs) And so I think the beautiful part of it is you just have to enter into the throne room Read scripture, get engulfed in his word and stop allowing the lies of the enemy to stop you before you even get there. Yeah, it's so good. I think it's um appropriate to leave some prayer time after you pray sun out. So we'll leave yeah. a little extra space there, some instrumental music mm-hmm. uh, after Tori <laughs> prays for you guys to continue in prayer. Perfect. Want to pray sun out? <laughs> yes. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you that we can enter into your throne room, that we can pray. Lord, you know the deepest desires of our heart. And so, Father, we thank you for the Holy Spirit. We thank you that you have placed your spirit inside of us that helps us pray in accordance to your will, Father. We thank you for the authority we get to pray in through Jesus. Father, we thank you that as we enter, you hear us, that we're not talking to an empty space. We are talking to a personal, powerful, mighty, working Father God. Lord, would we remember that today? Would we remember the power of prayer? Would you continue to teach us how to pray? Would you continue to teach us how to lean in further and to go even deeper, Father? Our greatest desire is more intimacy with you to bear the fruit of your spirit, to be your hands and feet here on earth, Father. We thank you that you continue to teach us, that you continue to sanctify us, and that you continue to purpose us in the here and now. We pray all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen, God. Amen, God. Amen, y'all. And now is that perfect time to break out the worship music, break out the journal, and continue pressing to Lord. Yes, and y'all don't forget that you are God's masterpiece. And don't forget that we love you. We love you guys, and we're talking to you tomorrow. Tot scenes.